Welcome back to Hour 3 of Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. Yes, welcome back. I'm here with my guests, uh, Carlton and Larry. And uh, we've been talking about all kinds of stuff today. It's been a fascinating show. If you guys missed the beginning of the show, make sure you check out my website uh, after this uh, broadcast airs. And you can listen to the replay because it's been a really good show all the way through. I, uh, I don't know... How many of you guys watched the Super Bowl? I just wanted to bring that up really quick. Uh, I, I, am not really, I'm not really a huge football fan, but I enjoy watching the Super Bowl because it's always an exciting contest between two really, typically two very, very evenly matched teams, and it's always a game where you never know exactly where it's going to go. And I watched it this year, and it's like, it was really good. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Mahomes. He's just an amazing player, and he just. It's, he just fires that football like a rocket to its intended target, and it almost always makes it there. I mean, it, it's fantastic. And he did that throughout the entire game. It was really good. Um, <clears throat> so it turned out to be a really good game right down to the last, and, uh, and you know, the Chiefs won in the, you know, towards the end of the third or the fourth quarter, you know, the final, final part of the game. But uh, I wanted to talk about the halftime show, and I've heard a few <laughs> – few people talking about that it's like rihanna i i remember a while back about her uh seems like she had what canceled at the last minute on some concerts she turns out she's kind of a covidiot she was kind of really falling for the nonsense <laughs> <coughs> you like that term don't you Char- <laughs> carlton i'm gonna write that one down covidiot yeah <laughs> I, I don't. I, I wish I could take credit for it, but I don't think I'm the first one to come up with that. When I think I heard it somewhere else. Now, one term that I did come up with that I believe I was actually the first person to coin the term was the tiny tyrant. I believe I came up with that one. Tiny tyrant. The who were ty- you talking about? Who, who, no, <laughs> MLG. Oh, yeah, our little tyrannical governor up in uh, up in Santa Fe, the tiny tyrant. You know. Wow. I think I came up with that term. I really do. Because I, I didn't hear it before. I just, I, it just came to me one day. It's like, oh, I like Tiny Tyrant. Marxist Midget, I like that one too. But anyway, so back to what I was talking about with the, with the halftime show. I was uh, watching it with, uh, with a friend, and the comment I made is, wow, Rihanna's gained a lot of weight, hasn't she? It's like, well, while she hasn't been performing. And it's like, uh, at first, that's what I was thinking. It's like, you know, wow, that's really a poor choice of outfits, you know, for somebody that's obviously very overweight. And it turns out she was actually very pregnant. Preg- pregnant. That's still a poor choice of outfits. <laughs> <laughs> a, a whole lot of poor choices went into that moment, if you ask me. Yeah, a lot of poor choices. And, you know, so I, I, I was reading about how it's typical for the NFL, it's actually a part of their policy, for the performers in these halftime shows to pre-record the, the performance, okay? So, okay, so there is some level apparent, and this, I found this to be incredibly disappointing, honestly, because I hate lip syncing. I really do. It's like if you're really a performer and you really have talent, you shouldn't need to lip sync anything ever, you know? And it's like, but apparently uh, it is somewhat common in the Super Bowl with the halftime shows. But the problem I have here is Rihanna is a very bad lip syncer. Right. At least be good at it. <laughs> yeah, at least be good at it. At least make it believable. Put some effort in it. Right. 
Yeah. But she's going along, like, eh, 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 singing, and then she just kind of drops the mic down, and, and, and we're still hearing singing. It's like, well, she's not singing into the mic anymore. How is she still singing? Whoops. Matter of fact, her lips weren't even moving anymore. <laughs> she, <laughs> she wasn't even making an attempt. Um, you know, in today's, in today's era of popular music, it's almost lip syncing. Lip syncing is almost a requirement. You know, with all the voice correction that goes into the remastering of a track before it gets put into production. See, which makes you wonder: Are these people really as good as they as we're made to believe they are? Well, you know, they are singing the correct notes eventually, just not in the right sequence. Right, right. That's <laughs> right. how voice correction works. We record you saying it two hundred times, and hopefully right. one of them hit it right. You know. Um, and, and, but, but not only that, I mean, if you stop and think there are some songs where a person's words almost sound like they're getting pushed through a harmonica, right? And, uh, right. And it's like, that and, doesn't sound And natural. then they go perform that song on stage. Good luck. You, like Britney Spears was, was on that. It's like, nobody sounds like that. Right. Share. Like, like some kind of really, like she sounded like so many other people sound. They all sound the same. Exactly. You know, it's like, it's like. That's why I never was a Britney Spears fan. It's like I don't think we ever really heard her voice. Right, or at least not a fan enough to go see her shows. No. That might be worth buying the CD, but not not paying money to go see her in person. It's like, yeah. She might as well be a mime. Um, Cher was another one, you know, who she would, she would lay down all these tracks and they'd do all this digital voice correction and make her sound like a robot for half of the word. And then she'd go perform that song on stage and you go, Okay, do you feel wrong because you didn't get that digital thing, or do you feel wrong because you did? You know, well, Good she point. had to either lip sync it or she had to sing it and, and truly perform it. And luckily for us, Cher's a performer, right? Yeah. But, but you, you, either way, you didn't get the whole thing because you didn't get the song that you paid money to get from, from Walmart. Well, no, and it's like me personally, if I go to a live performance, I want to hear a live performance, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear a recording. I could I could stay home and look it up on YouTube and probably listen to a, ding, a recording. Exactly. But if I'm going to go to a live performance, I want to hear the live version of that performance. Exactly. Which might be a little different. You know, they might embellish a little bit. They might say a word a little bit different, or they might sing the song a little bit different. That's what I go for a, to a live performance for. Right. Mm-hmm. And her 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 Super Bowl performance was was what I would call uh, unrehearsed. So you would give her a D minus? Yeah, do your homework. Dude. Come back. <laughs> you know, and then there was stuff that, and, and I don't know, has, I haven't been watching Super Bowls for all that long because, like I said, I'm, I'm not like a huge football fan, but I've gotten interested in watching Super Bowls here the last several years. Maybe you guys can tell me if you've been watching them longer than me. But these halftime shows, they just seem like they, they, they're just becoming like, like inappropriate things seem to be normalized on there. And I think it might have really started with the Janet Jackson thing, you know, with the booby gate thing, you know. It's like that sort of thing has just been kind of normalized. And now, you know, we have Rihanna out there, pregnant, big belly hanging out with an outfit that I thought was awful. Um, and, And she's out there spreading her legs and grabbing her crotch. I mean, is that really, really appropriate? Well, is it any more appropriate if she's not pregnant? No. It's not. It's just less appropriate. <laughs> right, right. It's, a, it's inappropriate anyway. Okay, so how that does makes it, it even less appropriate. How does it fare on the scale of Janet Jackson at the Super Bowl? <sighs> Probably just about as bad. As bad. Yeah. You know, I heard rumors actually that that's where YouTube comes from. What? 
the Janet Jackson incident. Really? It was a bunch of engineers going, wait, I want to see that video. So they put together a video platform for people really? to post videos so that. that they could hopefully get, get, get to see the video. And it's ironic because now YouTube doesn't allow such video. Right. <laughs> That's interesting. I, I hadn't heard that, but that, that is interesting. Wow. So, guys, you want to talk about the UFO stuff? I got a lot of material I pulled up on that. UFOs. UFOs. You know, Like little I, green men. I haven't seen any of them yet. Okay. I hear they're white, actually, not green. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I know last weekend I was... I just saw these reports kept popping up, just one right after the other. And it's like, what the heck is going on? It's like, ever since they shot down that spy, that Chinese spy balloon, at least that's what they're telling us it is. It's like, do we believe that? I'm not really sure. But that seems to be the story everybody's going with, that it was a Chinese spy balloon. What do you think, Carl? What do you think? Uh, you know, I... I have no doubt that it's a Chinese balloon. Whether or not it's a spy balloon, I don't know. You know, I didn't. I didn't see the thing. Did it have any dishes pointed down? I think the well, one. Well, it had that big array hanging from the bottom of it. But that looked like a solar array, didn't it? it well, was, it was part powered, of it's solar array. It yeah. was powered by solar. Powered by solar. High definition cameras on it. Yeah. Right. And a payload of about two hundred pounds of explosives. It had a payload too, huh? I Are we sure why. of that, or is that? Yeah, just that, that that's been reported. Who reported that? I believe it was Fox, but I saw most of it on uh, what you call it, YouTube. That uh, they suspect because when they retrieve, they actually retrieve the uh, what you call it, the balloon. Right. And see, they, all I see is this: uh, they keep doing this stock footage over and over again, with them pulling the the balloon out of the boat. You see that I don't care about the balloon. What I care about is the thing that was hanging below the, the balloon. It kind of reminds me of the Roswell incident thing. Remember when they when there were reports that it was a UFO and all of these things, and, and they saw all these things, and, and there were credible people that were talking about what they saw, and then suddenly the story changes, right. and then you see them showing this stock footage, the same photo of looking at this weather balloon. It's like, really? Do you really think we're that stupid? Do you believe that people would have made such a big deal out of that if they saw that? No. They wouldn't have. I generally get all my, uh, I trust Ekpok Times. I do too. That, that's I, that, I get a, that's I, where I get most of my. I get a uh, lot of stuff from them, yeah. So that's that's probably where I got most of this, this information. And uh, I don't go by m much of any other news sources, not even Tucker. Oh, see, I wait for Tucker to corroborate Epic Times before I decide I believe either of <laughs> them. I, mean, I like I, two, at least two. Sources. I think Tucker tries to do a good job. Yeah. I really do. He does a good job of interpreting things. He he brings you back to being you know 1991 adult and going. Mm -hmm. hmm, I would have considered this ludicrous then too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But see, that's what I think about when I see him dragging that material out of the out of the ocean. They haven't shown us anything that really matters. They yeah. haven't shown. I want to see the stuff that was hanging below that balloon. That's what. Are they ever going to show us that? Probably not. Probably, yeah. yeah. That's, that's going to stay classified either way. Um, I think, you know, at this point, everyone's just trying to criticize how they're handling the balloons. It's not like the balloons have a steering system. If you've ever been in a hot, hot air balloon, the only thing you get to pick is the elevation. Actually, these balloons apparently do have some kind of a steering system. Now, let me tell you something I know a little bit about ballooning, being a pilot, okay? Because I've known people that pilot balloons, okay? The... Have you ever been to the balloon fiesta? Yeah, I, okay. I, I know quite a few pilots myself. Okay, have you seen them navigate the box? Mm-hmm. Okay, so 
by changing altitude, exactly. you can actually go in a completely opposite direction. Exactly. As long as so. you're aware of which wind stream is going which direction. Right. Um, however, these balloons are, I don't, they're not even hot air balloons, right? They're like, uh, they're filled with gas. I'm thinking maybe hydrogen they're, or something yeah, like they're, that. Because typically these balloon races that go like long distances, they're hydrogen the, balloons. Yeah, they're usually gas balloons. Yeah. Um, there was no pilot. They didn't. They didn't kill anyone when they shot these things down. So, so who's picking what? Right? Yeah. You you need someone who can observe the wind patterns that are happening live, so that so that you can drive it. Which is why I'm like I, uh, I I don't I don't know what to read into the presence of these things, other than you know they apparently caught a wind stream and ended up over here. Well, here's what they were saying on uh, Epoch Times. Okay, because I watched that too. They were. Um High-resolution imagery from U-2 flybys revealed that the high-altitude balloon was capable of conducting signals intelligent collection operations, an official with the State Department speaking on condition of anonymity told the Epoch Times. In an era where we're worried about spy satellites, why are balloons the conversation? Well, that's interesting because... Here's the thing that did not get mentioned uh, until recently, actually, after I mentioned it. I mentioned this a week or so ago. I was talking about, I, did a, I was just doing a little bit of research on these balloons that China is using. And the one thing about them is they don't produce a heat signature. Right. Okay? And they're also, a, based on modern radar systems that we have, they don't necessarily, they get kind of picked up at like scatter, okay? If you know what scatter is, basically that is uh, like clouds, things mm -hmm. like that, a flock of birds, uh, that will show up on as scatter. Noise. Okay, and they, they don't really pay a lot of attention to it. And as a matter of fact, modern radar systems really filter out the scatter a mm -hmm. lot. I, told you, I might have told you I worked at the Air Traffic Control Center for a while, and so... I can tell you how these systems work. It's like the scatter does not show up on a modern radar system. That's actually a downside, okay, because that same, that same scatter and that ability on the old long-range radar sites in which they used low-frequency radar, they pick up scatter, but they also pick up everything, okay? Modern systems don't necessarily pick up everything. Like, for instance, that's why a modern system does not necessarily pick up a stealth aircraft. Now, the reason for that is is because the the surface on a stealth aircraft is is not smooth. It's it's got like little kind of like little ridges in it. And what that's designed to do is a, a modern radar system, the frequency of the, the of the radar signal is smaller than the than the, the ridges on the surface. And so, therefore, when it hits, it just gets scattered in all directions. So it, it looks like noise. Gotcha. Okay. Same thing like if you're looking at a cloud or, or a flock of birds or whatever. And a balloon shows up a lot like that, too. And that's why this is something that they haven't necessarily noticed with modern radar systems. Even so you think they're going low-tech to, to get low around tech. modern tech? That's, that's my theory. They're going low-tech to, to beat the high-tech. Years ago, I think it was the 80s, 90s, when I was in the uh, Navy, uh, Marine Corps, or the military generally has games, war games. Uh, Marine Corps calls theirs, CACs, uh, there's uh, many others. 
and there was two groups, a normal uh, group, and then you had like the uh, sabotage group. And this, normally, it's the uh, technology that wins out most of the time. The group that has the best technology, training, weapons, systems, that type of stuff. Well, the uh, op force actually went low tech. I mean, low tech communications. You normally you do it via radio and satellite. Yeah, they would have messengers go sure. between posts with messages getting wow. dropped off, and they they destroyed the high tech group. See, I'm kind of concerned that we've gotten so relied uh, relied uh, so much on high tech that we'd we, miss the smoke signals if they were there. Exactly, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, it's like low tech. We could very well be defeated by low tech because we we've been trained trained to think this way this is the way we're going to fight this war we're going to do it this way high tech whatever whatever the technology is involved uh but then you got another organization that doesn't follow those rules and it's like normally we would think that these guys are going to fight this battle this way so we're going to fight it that way and in all actuality they're saying no we're not going to do this way we're going to fight in a different method, in a different, uh, how would I say it, uh, area, zone, whatever. And they just kicked the living, you know what? Well, we could literally get our butts kicked by a bunch of barbarians yeah. is what it comes down to. Well, because you know. we become so reliant on high tech. Like, another thing that these balloons could potentially carry, and I, I read an article about this, is they could potentially bring in an EMP, Okay, and set off. Easy. Okay, now, for those of you who don't know how an EMP works, basically it's a nuclear bomb that gets set up. It gets set off in way up in the atmosphere. Now, the higher up it gets set off, the larger area on the ground it's going to affect. If they want to, I, I read somebody talking about this, how realistically if you have a, a, an EMP that gets set off, say, 250 miles above the United States, you could black out the entire country. Well, it would take a nuke to do something like that. Yes. Um, uh, however, you know, there's there's been studies and, and research involving generating smaller scale EMPs without the nuke. Um, it really all it takes to, to make an EMP is to smash two batteries. Yeah. Yeah. You're basically putting out a large... Uh, um, RF pulse mm -hmm. um, that it overloads uh, anything electronic and with an electronic device if you overload it enough it will fry the circuits right you know so what they were talking about is like with a balloon say at 40,000 feet or balloons will go higher than that even you know they'll go higher than that they'll go higher than 40,000 well that feet. Red Bull skydiver proved to, that right they'll go to the edge of space you know if they're big enough they will but the thing is, the point they're making is if these balloons are coming in and they're just getting packed, picked up as scatter and nobody's noticing them, and they come in and suddenly you have an EMP go off and you didn't even know it was there, um, it's, you have no reaction time whatsoever. And this one article I read, they were talking about how realistically if somebody was to EMP the entire country like that and wipe out everything in this country where we completely go dark and everything stops working they could potentially and this is what this person was saying potentially wipe out 90 percent of yep, the population of this the country because 
especially you think about people that live in big cities, okay? You think about, like, for instance, New York City. People live in New York City, and they live in these tall buildings, okay? New York City is literally, like, just-in-time type stuff. It's like they literally have, like, maybe one day of food to feed the people in the city. And then if that supply line was to be cut off and you have people in these huge high-rises, no elevator to get them down to the bottom floor, can you imagine how hard that would be? I mean, how tall are these buildings in New York City? They're over, what, 100 stories tall or whatever? Can you imagine uh, somebody that's not in the best of shape trying to get down from the upper floors from a building like that without an elevator? My mother actually ended up being one of those people during a big blackout in New York a couple years ago. How How did she get through that? She took the stairs. Yeah, but imagine. That was an adventure. Right, but imagine having, okay, you're out of food, okay, you got to go down the stairs, you got to go somewhere to find where the food is, and then you got to go back up the stairs. Well, the real thing (laughs) you need to worry about is the water. Oh, and the water. You know, because if all the electricity is out, the pumps are going to stop pumping, there's not going to be any water. The, the supply lines are going to be cut off. There's going to be no electricity. If it's in the middle of the wintertime, people are going to freeze to death because there's not going to be any heat. There's not going to be any communications. And one person that, thing that this person was talking about why they would probably not choose to set off a high-altitude EMP is because not only would it affect the entire country on the ground, but it would wipe out the nearby satellites in orbit as well. Mm, well, that is definitely uh, a thought to give pause. I, I honestly don't think that technology anywhere on the planet is good enough for us to have an EMP of that scale that would last on that radius. The EMP itself of a nuke is, is going to have, you know, a, let's call it a radius X. You, you could say it has a 100-mile radius, but, but if you're 250 miles up, I mean, how far until that EMP dissipates? I don't know. It's like, for instance, um, being a ham radio operator, I can tell you about, like, sunspot activity, okay? Mm-hmm. We, we go through cycles of the sun where it has uh, higher levels of sunspot activity, and then you get a thing which uh, basically it, it, it affects the ionosphere, mm-hmm. and then it affects radio signals um, from the sun, which is probably... I'm just guessing I could be wrong here. I'm guessing that the amount of energy uh, that is received by the ionosphere from the sun in a high sunspot activity is probably significantly less than setting off a big old nuke in the atmosphere. I'm just guessing that. And that's enough to totally disrupt radio communications. Only to disrupt it, though. The radios right. aren't fried. No. Which is what an EMP is. But you get a high enough amplitude and you, and you fry electric circuits. Well, what's scary is that China's And I could go into the technical uh, part of that, being an engineer, but I think I'd go over everybody's head. China's been working, in, uh, I think it's the last 30 years, to protect their infrastructure from an e- EMP blast, whereas we, no. No, no. Um, so anyway, and you go to a lower altitude, you can target a more... Gen- a more uh, smaller localized area, which is likely if they were going to do something like that, EMP attacks, they would target critical areas. Like, kind of make- makes you wonder if with their surveilling the country, all the critical areas where the missile silos are and things like that, are they? is that a, is that a preemption to a, some kind of attack? Does that make Texas a practice run with their power outage last winter? 
Wasn't that due to like the uh, the wind generators freezing well, up in the it was my, in the cold? My, either way, all the electronics were down and a whole bunch of people died. Yeah, right? so it, it gives you an a, idea. Was this an experiment? Yeah, yeah, you don't know. Maybe who knows? I bet all those uh, wind wind uh, turbines were made in China anyway. Yeah, they actually were solar panels too. Yeah, it's this this article I read there talking about how most people in this country would not be prepared to survive that sort of incident. Now, me, I, I, I'm a survivalist person. I like camping. I, I love living off the land. I'd be just fine. Where it's do like, Mexican tacos actually live? Where do Mexican tacos <laughs> live? <laughs> where? I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know where to go hunting for them. That's <laughs> I'm needing help on this. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and what kind of weapon do you need to, need to hunt for Mexican tacos? To hunt for tacos. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. So the balloons that we're talking about have nothing to do with the actual UFOs that they've seen that have been talking about. So, yeah. About. So, okay, so let's move away from the Chinese balloon, which we're fairly certain was was what it was because people actually saw it. There were people with their phones that could see it, and they were okay. So I trust that that was what it says, what they say it was. Okay, at least it was a very large balloon with some kind of array hanging from the bottom of it, uh, in which equipment is powered by solar panels. We know that. Okay, we could see that. So uh, we just got a few minutes left in this segment. What do I want to get in before we? Because I want to really dig into this one. I'll tell you what, let's, let's finish off this segment by a clip that I have of a news report that I heard. Um, clip seven, Michelle, and we'll just finish off this segment with that. Hello, everyone. I'm Alicia Cunha, along with Joey Jones, Tommy Laren, and Joe Concha. And welcome to the Big Saturday Show. The big story tonight is a Fox News alert. Another object spotted by NORAD over Canada. And Lucas Tomlinson is live at the White House with what we know. Hi, Lucas. Hi, Alicia. That's right. NORAD putting out a statement just moments ago saying another mysterious high altitude object has been discovered on radar, this time flying high over Canada. It's not clear when or where this was first picked up. NORAD saying in a statement, quote, military aircraft are currently operating from Alaska and Canada in support of North American Aerospace Defense Command and NORAD activities. NORAD confirms that we have positively identified a high-altitude airborne object over northern Canada. NORAD refused to offer any more specifics. This is the second object detected in the Arctic since Thursday night. A senior U.S. official tells Fox that object was not detected until it had already successfully penetrated U.S. airspace over Alaska and then shot down by an F-22 Raptor launched from Elmendorf Air Force Base in Anchorage. Right now, U.S. Army Chinook helicopters like this on skis are combing the area off the rugged north coast of Alaska. The temperature right now on that frozen tundra, minus 20 degrees. NORAD says the limited daylight and rough weather is limiting the search. Now, that object was shot down over Prudhoe Bay, home of North America's largest oil field. Of course, Alaska also home to a U.S. Army unit and Air Force Base, and also Fort Greeley, home of U.S. ballistic missile okay, interceptors, guys. So, you know, the Chinese balloon, we're pretty certain we know what that was, and there are a lot of interesting things coming about these other so-called UFOs. Anyway, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere because this is going to be really, really interesting. <laughs> 